This is Steeler Country, episode 166 for week 11, 2015, the Pittsburgh Steelers bye week, recorded November 25th, 2015. This was a very good week in the NFL for the Steelers, by the way. I don't know. I mean, I guess it could have been a little better if the Patriots would have lost, because I hate the Patriots, but, and if the Chiefs would have lost. But other than that, I mean, you really can't ask for more than Bills lose, Jets lose, Dolphins lose, Bengals lose. Uh, I mean, the AFC South is weird, but whatever. Everything else went our way. Six and we're the only. We are now the only six and four team in the AFC. We have the number five seed locked up right now. Yeah, we actually have the the fourth best record in the AFC. But the, we have the five seed, yeah, because we're not allowed. Yeah. Depending on how the AFC South winds up, I mean, they're going to definitely get the fourth seed. So, is the five seed almost like a bye week? Um. Yes. I mean, I don't want to. Okay. It worried me. Be- Jinxing it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, so I remember last year, we had this conversation going into the playoffs, which is, what team don't, don't the Steelers want to play? And I know, Mike, you didn't want to play the Baltimore Ravens, um, yeah, which you were, right. you were right about. Worst scenario happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it was the doomsday. Um, I don't want to play Houston this year. If, if there's a team that's going to win the AFC South, I kind of don't want to play Houston, because uh, I don't want to play J.J. Watt. You know, it's just one of those, like, I know our offense is really, really good, and I know we shut J.J. Watt down last year, like, he did nothing against us, but that defense, I mean, if you look at what they've done over the past three weeks, I think they gave up, like, six points, six points, and then they gave up 17 to the Jets, but they absolutely mauled Ryan Fitzpatrick for that entire game, and they ended up winning. They have a good cornerback on the team, too, don't they? They have a couple good corners. Yeah, and that rookie that they got is starting to play more, and he's he's good too. That's what I'm talking about, I think. Yeah, and Kevin, you know, Kevin Hopkins, Johnson. For a wide receiver, that guy is really impressing me. I mean, I think he's been out there for a while, but I haven't noticed. But then they so, showed some uh, previous catches from him mm-hmm. earlier this season or last year, one-handed catches. Oh, yeah. Like Beckham-like. That guy is good. He's really good. Oh, he's great. I'm not, I'm not really worried about playing them because of J.J. Watt. I don't think one defensive lineman can really – cause havoc on our offense. I, I guess our offense is based on having time to pass. Yeah. And they've had time to pass in the last couple of weeks and have looked good. But the thing I'm worried about is a lot of times you play these teams with no names, and then there's some guy on Houston, and it's not going to be – who's their main running back that's been hurt? Uh, Arian Foster. Yeah. I mean, he might not even be in there, but some guy is going to come in, and he's gonna. we're not going to be able to stop the run for some reason, and then they're going to have these play-action passes and – yeah, that's, something that's stupid happens. Against these no-name teams. Or teams with without big stars. Uh, Joe, is there a team in the AFC South that, that worries you? I know the Colts, you know, the Colts, if, if they get Andrew Luck back, right? I mean, that's one where... I guess you just don't want to see Andrew Luck. Well, especially after the Steelers embarrassed them. Oh, that's true, I forgot about that. Ends. Yeah, that was one of the two. I think that was the first. That was the first, yeah. The first Ben's six touchdown game. Extravaganza. Two week bonanza. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I mean, you don't want them to, you know, to to be drawing on that, you know, that motivation in a playoff game, you know, when when the Steelers are on the road. Um, so you know, from that standpoint, okay, yeah. But uh, the other standpoint, though, is. 
they're not, you know, I mean, as far as am I afraid to play the Colts? No. With luck or not? No, I'm not. Um, so, you know, not so much. I mean, I agree with what you guys said about Houston. They're riding the wave a little bit right now. I want to see if they can hold hold up. They are better than everybody thought they were, but now they're not because everybody's expectations of them are are up and there will be none of this, oh, we're playing a doormat here, so, you know. Uh, right. So let's see let's see if they keep it up. I mean that's just that's just the ebb and flow of the NFL. It's always been that way. Uh, yeah. What about your Jaguars? What about Blake Bortles, your boy? Jags, you know, uh, the Jags, I'm not afraid to play the Jags. It's just you know, I like Bortles. I don't want to see the Steelers beat up on Bortles. Uh, you know, so if it comes to that, of course, you know, the Steelers are gonna just have to beat up on Bortles. Sorry, Blake. Uh, <laughs> but but uh you know, as far as the Steelers having to play them, no, not, no, no concern there uh, whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not resigned to the fact yet that the Steelers are going in as the five seed or the six seed and not as a division winner. Um, really? So yeah, take that, you bungles, you. Uh, two losses in a row, baby, and yeah. uh, we're gonna play the Rams. The Rams were a little beat up uh, these last couple of weeks. Uh, and I, I don't think the Rams are going to beat the Bengals, but uh, they're not going to be a cakewalk either. They might give the Bengals a run for their money, and if the Bengals are are in any kind of disarray, if there's any kind of any kind of uh, you know what would you call it behind the scenes commotion? Yeah, like turmoil, or, something, something. Uh, turmoil, perfect word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then they could lose that game. They could, and then the choke is on. And then the, if it's three in a row, then the choke is on. I don't think it's coming to that. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Rams, and then the, and then it's going to be a showdown with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beats them, uh, and it's 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 division on, division totally in play. Um, so the problem, hundred percent resigned uh, to the fact that the Steelers have a, a wild card and a, and only a wild card chance. Yeah, the the problem with, I mean, Mike, I, I know you sent a you sent an email out to to us this week with detailing the the scenario by which this happens. Um, it's tough for the Steelers because a we lost to them already, so we don't just we can't just sweep them. Um, and b we lost to the Ravens, so we have a second division loss. So like, like, what's the math on that now? Because we have we have a second division loss, can't sweep them. We have a bad conference record. How, how do the Steelers win that tiebreaker? That's the big thing. You know, I had some extra time the other day, so I decided, you know what? Let me just break this down right now and see where where it lies. And it really comes down to that. I mean, we basically both have to end up 11 and 5 unless the Steelers go on a run and, and go the 6 and 0 down the stretch. Then we can both end up 12 and 4. But it's more likely that they're going to both end up 12 and 5. And the only game we could lose in that scenario, if I did it right, is the Seattle game because you have to win the other four conference games. Um, and if this, if the Bengals end up 11 and 5. And the other problem is just what you said. We have to rely, we have to beat the Bengals, obviously. But then we have to rely on the Bengals losing another division game so that their division record ends up at 4-2 and two to be tied with the Steelers 4-2. and two. And that means that they either, either have to lose um, at Cleveland or Baltimore at home, which is the last game of the season. And, first, that, yeah, and that includes the Steelers having beaten the Bengals, which yes, is the, would be their first yeah. division loss. Yeah. So, I mean, the way it breaks down, the Bengals have to go 3-3 three and three down the stretch, and their losses have to be either at Cleveland or Baltimore has to be to Pittsburgh, and then it really has to be to Denver 
because that would be when it, it, it would end up coming down to common games and that would be a common game that we would assume we'd beat Denver and they'd have to lose to Denver. Yeah. But we also beat the Rams and the Niners, but I think that also accounts for conference record too, right? Yeah, that's true. That's why it has to be Denver because it could be St. Louis or the Niners, but it's better if it's Denver because of the common games. And I was kind of surprised that if it came down to common games under that scenario where the Bengals go three and three losing to Cleveland, Pittsburgh and Denver, I think that, uh, the Bengals would have nine wins of the 12 common games and the Steelers would have 10. Interesting. Well, but we beat the we, we okay in this scenario they beat the Seahawks earlier in the year, but we would have lost to the Seahawks. Right, that, and that's okay because um, let's see, the common games would end up being Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City, San Diego, Oakland, Denver, San Francisco, St. Louis, Arizona, Seattle, Denver. Right. And where we would Joey and the Weed Jet. Oh, we're so deep in the weeds. <laughs> oh, you're, you're way beyond the time limit we're, we're and all that. I'm pretty sure there's like three people listening. And this is just tie-breaking talk. This <laughs> including isn't even, me. This isn't even two two minutes of uh, Bengal choke talk that we get later. But uh, just really quick. So um, Kansas City is one we lose out on because we'd lose to them. They beat Kansas City. Right. Uh, Seattle would be your other one. And Seattle would be the other one. And then? And, the, but we, we got them on Arizona. We have them on Arizona. We would have them on Denver or 49ers or the Rams, whoever they lose to. And we split with them on the Browns or Ravens, because in your scenario, we either we would split with the Ravens and sweep the Browns. And they would have, let's let's say, swept the Ravens but lost. But it, that the would Browns. end up being even. Even, yeah. Yeah. Which means common games, it comes down, we, it would be two and two, right? Which means it then goes to conference record. Which at that point, if it goes to conference record, I think there's no way. I think there's still no way. I was reading earlier this week. The way I was looking at it, there was there's almost no way. Their conference record, they have one division or one conference loss. I may have screwed this up then. Yeah, and we have four. So we actually still lose on conference record. But I, I had us having more common games than them. I gotta find out one one more loss that they had. I think maybe you didn't if you if you didn't factor in the Seattle loss, that's how you would got you would have gotten there. Because if they beat Seattle. Yeah, but I had us on. They had they had us on Seattle and Kansas City, and we had them on Arizona, Denver, and one more. Arizona, Denver, but we didn't play the Texans. Oh, Arizona! Oh yeah, Arizona! Yeah, Arizona, Denver, but then there is no more. Was it St. Louis? No, because I haven't beaten St. Louis. Nope, it ties well, in common games in that scenario. We actually can't finish with the same record with them. Okay, so five seeds not bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. The division is a lost cause. Unless they well, completely tank. Yeah, unless they go to 10-6, and six or we go to 12-4. and four. Oh, yeah, we went out, yeah. Which, I mean, look, this team, the Steelers are, are not, it's, we'll talk about the, the, we'll preview the Seahawks game in a second here, but um, we've been saying forever now that the schedule does not, is not as difficult as everyone thought. You know, this was this was the second half of the season that was going to really, you know, prove the test, right? We're playing, we're, we're talking about playing the, the former... Uh, Super Bowl champion, and then, well, two-time Super Bowl appearance, right? Two-time NFC champion, one-time Super Bowl champion, two years in a row here. Uh, we've got, we're playing the, the winner of the South, and, and Andrew Luck. We're playing uh, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are leading our division. Then we're, we're going to play the division-leading Denver Broncos. We're going to play those four games in a row, and everyone's like, and then we're going to play Baltimore, in Baltimore. I mean, everyone looking at the, the Steelers' schedule thought that this is the murderer's row of schedule here with that five-game stretch, and it's just... As I look at it now, it doesn't look as daunting at all. 
I guess Seattle is probably. I mean, Seattle and the two the two away games are your are your two tough ones, right? You can you can afford like the, the Seattle loss you can afford, uh, and then Cincinnati game. I think we all assume we should win that, but that's the other tough one. The Colts with Hasselbeck, not that worried, and then the Broncos with or without Manning, not worried. Right. So uh, before we get too far off to your, uh, before we get completely out of the weeds, I, I'll just I'll just say uh, to any anyone still listening, which is you know <laughs> probably a fraction of who was before we got in the weeds, but uh, it, it is for all the pain you have to go through listening to all these different scenarios, and we are what six weeks out right now. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a bit it's a bit much a bit early, but I will say this. That thanks to these two guys, um, for I mean for a lot of years since the '80s, really, um, I I have always had a leg up on how the Steelers make the playoffs um, because because of these two guys. So it, it does it does serve a it does serve a good value, um, and and you know these guys beat it into your brain um, so that you just know it and you know it better than better than the uh, than the media knows it. Um, I, I can remember watching media make mistakes about the Steelers path into the playoffs uh, and and you know because I listened to these two guys and then it turns out that that our guys uh, Tony and Mike are right and and the you know the blowhard on the media uh, with a job um, to know this stuff doesn't know it uh, so so it, it's good and I appreciate it uh, for all the fun that I make of it it, it is always fun to, to listen to, like when you know when Chris Berman's trying to break down playoff odds or whatever, and they get it wrong or they get to run the scenarios. I remember uh, it was like was it two years ago when we needed we needed like four things to happen, and uh, it involved like us winning and the Jets losing and the Bills losing and the the Chargers losing or the Chiefs losing. Uh, no, the Chiefs had to win. Yeah, the Chargers had to lose. And then all of that happened, we would get in, and, and everyone was confused because after the 1 o'clock games, like the 1 o'clock games went exactly our way. Oh, Baltimore had to lose. That was what had to happen. Baltimore, the Jets, and the Chargers all had to lose, and we had to win. And we got into the 4 o'clock games, and everyone was confused about, well, I think this means that the Chargers are in now. No, actually, if they lose, we're in. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the suck-up kick. And they probably weren't even talking about us before the 1 o'clock games. Oh, absolutely not. No, the Steelers were not even on their little sheet of like, hey. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't start this year 0-4. And it, I mean, I don't think we're going to have to do much scenario at the end of the year as far as, um, you know, whether or not the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. It might come down to, you know, there might be some weird seeding stuff if someone catches fire. Like, if you look at Kansas City's schedule down the stretch, you know, that's a team that legitimately could go, like, 10-6. and six. So if the Steelers do falter at the end here, uh, that head-to-head loss could affect them and bump us down to the sixth seed. So I was thinking about like, okay, if we are the five seed, mm-hmm. what's or or make the playoffs as a wild card? What's the best scenario? So obviously, the best scenario for us would be to end up beating the Patriots when they're undefeated and we knock them out. But if you want to avoid the Patriots, I mean, there is a, a good possibility that if we're the five and we play the AFC South and beat them as the four, and then the six seed would be it could be Kansas City. It could be Kansas City. Yeah, I don't think you got a pencil in Kansas City at this point. Um, they're five and five. I mean, it, but it still could be the Jets or the Bills. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get on a run. So let's just say it's the Bills. They would be the sixth seed, and they would play maybe Cincinnati 
first if Denver ends up being the two seed. Mm-hmm. And so then they knock off Cincinnati, then they would go to New England. And New England playing a division team in the first round of the playoffs. You know, that could be interesting. Well, they would play – you think Cincinnati's going to get the three? Yeah. And not Denver? And Denver would it's, get it's, it's, You think Osweiler's going to – I don't know. I mean, look, I don't trust either team at this but point. either way. Yeah. E- either way, I guess that sixth seed could be Denver or Cincinnati. Yeah. And then go on to play New England. Right, they go on to, yeah, the six seed goes on to play New England. I like it better if it's Kansas City. I don't think both, I don't think Buffalo or the Jets have the kind of team that can beat New England. But Kansas City, man, there's a team that's, true. you know, the last time those two teams played, or when they played last year, have they played this year? I don't think they played this year, no, they didn't. Last time those two teams played, that was week four of last year, that was when everyone was saying the Patriots were dead and buried, because they got worked by Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City has that kind of defense that, that, you know, when you if you watch the Monday night game this week, when when Brady was getting uncomfortable, he was yelling at his offensive linemen. He was not happy. They were unable to put up points. It was because that front four was bringing pressure every time, and he could not deal with it. And the Chiefs have that kind of team. So yeah, if you want to avoid the Patriots, I think the Chiefs are are a good bet. Especially, and what what I like about the whole scenario is it plays out in a very you know, let's say the Bengals don't falter and they do end up with the two seed, but the Broncos do falter a little bit. Right now they fall down. To the, to the four seed. Now they have to play, or, yeah, the four seed. They have to play, or the three seed, excuse me. They have to play, um, Kansas City. Well, that's a big division matchup. Kansas City can win that. Uh, Kansas City goes on, yeah, they want to play New England. Okay, they could beat New England, and we have to go play Cincinnati, which, I mean, it's, you know, dream scenario for the Steelers. Um. So wait, we play AFC South. This scenario, this is a better scenario. We play AFC South, beat them. Yeah. Then we go to, then we go to the Bengals division rival that, we know we're better then. Yep. Kansas City beats New England, and then we get a home AFC. And we get a home AFC championship game. Against Kansas City? Yeah. All right, you topped it. That's the best scenario. And then we, and we also have revenge factor because they beat us with Landry. That's right. We should just put Landry out there and save yeah. him for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> when we play, uh, no, you know what the best scenario is, though? Like, if, there, if, there's a, if there's a dream scenario for the Steelers, it's that we're, we, we are the giant killer. And we go to New England, we beat them. And they're undefeated. And then we play Carolina in the Super Bowl, who's also undefeated. And we oh, knock yeah. off two undefeated teams in a row. <laughs> Which could happen because Kansas City, or all of a sudden, Carolina can't lose. They're playing solid. They're like, yeah. I, Is it smoke and mirrors or what? They're just good, uh, solid. I mean, look, they've had a, they've had a, um, they've had a decently tough schedule. I mean, you know, they beat the Colts, they beat the Packers, they beat the Seahawks. Those are their three signature wins. Um, but yeah, I mean they, you know, they're just solid up and down. Cam Newton uh, is playing pretty well, given the wider, given the entire offense that he has. Um, you know, they run the ball a lot of a lot, and uh, what's his face is not afraid to take chances. He's one of the most aggressive coaches in the league, Riverboat Ron, and they play great defense. So that's you know that's what it takes. They're putting on, they're putting up thirty points a game, by the way. That's another thing that should be said. I mean, they're third in the league in points. But uh, okay, so back to the AFC, back to back to Steeler land for a second. Um, I like where the Steelers sit in the AFC right now. I know that um, six and four is not where we wanted to be. Obviously, we, you know we had talked about being seven and three, and, and a seven and three that were if we had beaten Cincinnati would be a, a much better position right now. But uh, that's not where we sit. I, I just you know I, I look at the AFC and it's it's a weak conference. I'm not afraid to play anybody in the playoffs, um, and. 
you know, I, I, it was it was interesting watching the Monday night game and and seeing all the injuries that New England's having, and the announcers just, just kept oh they just kept oh they were just so sad from oh no another oh no another injury oh another another guy went down and they're just like how is New England doing it and. You know, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, I mean, look, it's fine. It's fine if they're going to have injuries. If you think that Danny Amendola going down is a terrible injury, you should try having your quarterback hurt for four weeks and see how see how New England would do then. Um, you know, and yet here the Steelers are, and we're, we're, we're kicking along here. I think, you know, we're kind of becoming that. And what I, this is what I don't like, and this is why I think we're going to lose this week. But... Um, you know, there's starting to be talk now, and there will be more, there'll be way more if we, if we end up beating Seattle. But we're that, we're becoming the second, the, the sleeping giant in the AFC, the, the sexy pick to beat New England is becoming the Steelers now. The, the interesting thing is, I mean, by record, we're the fourth best team in the AFC. And when you look at the three teams ahead of us, I mean, Denver's got their problems with the quarterback, Peyton being out. Mm hmm. And then Cincinnati, maybe they don't have problems, but they they didn't look good a couple of weeks ago. Oh, there's the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're on a two game losing streak. And then the Patriots have these injuries, so you know we're we're the up and coming. And the, and the Patriots, I don't think they're going to be able to overcome the Edelman injury very easily, or as easily as they think. You know, Emma Dolan is not just going to fill in because Edelman, he was he was really good. Well, they had yeah, they have that injury. They have the Deion Lewis injury. I love that everyone. I love that everyone just 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 is so sad about the. Oh, Deion Lewis changes their whole season. Deion Lewis was ever was was Shane Vereen. He was he was uh, uh, Corey Dillon or or Stephen Ridley or or um, God, what was that? I mean, Kevin Falk. They've had this guy. They've had they've had the Deion Lewis guy for what seems like thirty years now, right? Um, it's almost like it's the forgotten player on the team because. The defense is worried about other guys, and he's just a guy that can catch and run. Right. Deion Lewis is not a special player. He is just a player that fits their scheme. That's it. I know, but I think they filled it with another guy. This guy, what was his name, James White? James White? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he scored two touchdowns. He he filled the role that one night, but can he fill it for the rest of the season? Aren't you guys happy it's not Archer? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So maybe we should – should we go through the rest of the season – yeah. Steelers, like, looking at their schedule? At the Steelers' schedule? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the Seahawks at the end of this podcast and, and preview that one. Um, but after that, we have home for the Colts on Sunday Night Football, which, a game that did not get flexed. I'm shocked that that game did not get flexed. I guess they assume that uh, that Luck's going to play in that game? Um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's Sunday night. I mean, what, is it too late to flex it after this week? Yeah, it's, a, it's too late. That's, that game has not been flexed. I gotta believe they just like Steelers on Sunday night. You know what game should be flexed, and I know they can't flex on Monday night. But did you see this Monday night's game coming up? <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the uh, Baltimore versus uh, Cleveland game. The uh, the no Joe Flacco. I'm gonna watch that game. Versus, oh, you got you, you got a Fanduel team that, you, that has a bunch of. Uh, no, I don't do Fanduel anymore. Baltimore. Why are you gonna watch? Because it's division game. I hate them both. And uh, Johnny Football's third string now. I heard. Yeah. And uh, Flacco flacked up, and he's out. Is he out <laughs> for the season? Or he flacked up. Yeah, he might be out for two seasons. Two two seasons. Yeah, he tore his ACL huh? and MCL in November. Joe. They're talking about him not being. They're talking about him not being able to start the season next year. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that could be ACL. Crap. Oh, it's an awful injury. Awful. 
Well, that's what um, uh, what's his? No, what did Le'Veon have? Uh, he just had MCL. MCL in the last season. MCL. No, last season. Oh, he had a knee sprain. Yeah, I was thinking of our previous running back, um, Rashard Mendenhall. Mendenhall. Didn't he have an ACL at the end of the season? Yep. But he came back early in the next season. Week 17, yeah, and he was actually able to come back. But he didn't. He wasn't ACL and, and MCL. The problem was when you blow both out. Oh, that's what Flacco did? Mm-hmm. Man, that's... Oops. I feel bad for him. I don't even remember the play. I mean, it's like he kind of just walked off the field. Wasn't well, yeah, he was. They, that's it's why they kicked the field goal right there without because they didn't run. Another, it was a very weird sequence because they didn't run another play. They just kind of walked off the field and kicked a field goal, and it was because I guess it was because he or his ACL on that drive. Wow. So the Colts have the Bucks next week, and then they have us. So and that'll be interesting to see how they're they're how they play against the Bucks and come into that game against the Steelers. Yeah, it will be. The Colts, it's a Sunday night game. It's at home. The Colts should have lost, right? If you look at, look at what the Colts have done over the past couple weeks. Now, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch any of uh, any of that game against that they played against Atlanta, but I did. And they were losing that entire game. They it was should, 21-7 at one point. They it? should have lost. And Matt Ryan threw one of the worst pick sixes I've ever seen. He threw from his own end zone. To the five-yard line, a guy threw right to the defender at the five-yard line. Touchdown. It's And, you know, Matt Ryan's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I didn't see it. It's, it's, it was an unbelievable comeback from Indianapolis, and I mean that in, in that I can't believe the Falcons lost that game. Um, so they played the Bucs this week. Listen, the Bucs, you don't talk about teams in the teams you don't want to play right now, you know. I think the Bucks are becoming one of those like okay they're bad and they they're not going to make the playoffs but they, they're a bad team you don't want to play they could lose they could easily lose that Bucks game yeah they seem to be getting better you know you were talking about the Jags earlier I'm a little worried about Joe said he's not worried about the Jags um I'm their offense is pretty good with Blake and then the two receivers Robinson and Hearns those guys are good. Yeah, he's he's got some weapons, and he's got Julius. He's got Julius Thomas as his tight end as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he hasn't done much this season, but I guess he's been injured, and now he's back. Thomas, or, yeah, no, he, he was yeah he was injured for like the first four weeks or something. Yeah, or he's at least getting in the flow of things now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're talking so about get, we're talking about being able to to make a run in the playoffs. We shouldn't have any trouble with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So after the Colts, we have uh, at Cincy. This is the one. Now this is you know okay, barring any crazy injuries, uh, this should not be a. I would I would say that this should not be a very difficult task beating Cincinnati. Yeah. What do you think of that, Joe? At the Bengals, look forward to playing them again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, the Steelers, the fact is, didn't the Steelers, correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes I, I recall these games incorrectly, but the the Bengals game, the Steelers had it. Am I wrong about that? It was like 20-7 to 7 at one point. Uh, the, the That's game. the Ravens game. That was the yeah, you're thinking of the Ravens game. But okay. the Bengals, so, we took the lead and had a 10-6 lead kind of late in the game, right? Yes. Was that the, was the Bengals game the game that Ben... No, yeah, uh, so yeah, he just came back. It was his ben, first game ben, back. First game back. Ben came back, and then uh, that was the game that Le'Veon. Uh, Le'Veon got hurt in like the second quarter. 
That's what it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That uh, was the uh, – and, and it really – it really. I mean, not only did we miss him, but it really took the wind out of the sails of the team. Uh, because yeah, the they whole, knew he the was whole, gone for the season. Yeah, it was like def- – the whole season was deflated. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I felt it, and it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the players felt it too. I, I mean, that's how it felt as a fan. Just sitting there watching, going, I, I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We, you know, we, we waited all this time. You know, this team is so great. Let's just see it. And we saw one drive. We, we waited all this time to do what? One drive. To drive what? To drive our what? Come on. So, we got oh. to get the transportation <laughs> reference in here. <laughs> I love it. Right. We waited well, the we whole season to, to drive our Ferrari. freaking Ferrari out. <laughs> And the freaking keys are locked in the car. We were just about to put it in the sixth gear, okay? We were just about to hit 200 miles an hour or go for it, and what happens? One of the tires blows out or some stupid crap, okay? And now, and now we got to start over again. <laughs> I love it. This is that is an entire. If you're keeping uh, track at home, that is an entire month. That is a one full month of. Uh, okay, but that was, automobile. That, was, that was instigated by Mike. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, yeah, so that was yeah that that was the Cincinnati game. It was a home game, but it was played the first game. Ben back from the knee injury that he had, and then Le'Veon gets hurt on the third drive, uh, and from there, the, I mean, look, the Steelers had to lead the whole game. We didn't we didn't trail until there was like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We had to lead literally the entire game, um, and then uh, Ben threw a bad interception. They go down and score. Ben throws another interception. They score again. Now it's sixteen to ten. And then Ben overthrew AB in the back of the end zone on the last play of the game. Yeah. You know, we want to beat the Bengals because it's a rivalry game and we want to show them that we're better than them. And it will, it will hurt them. When we beat them, it'll, it'll, uh, make them lose confidence more towards the end of the season in their final games and into the playoffs because they'll probably end up winning the division, like we said, but they'll know in the back of their minds that the Steelers are better right. if we beat them in this game. Um, but I'm going to downplay this game a little bit. It really, I mean, if if we don't have a chance to win the division, beating the Bengals really doesn't matter. We could lose to them. They could sweep us. As long as we have enough wins to get in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter. What matters is if we face the Bengals in the playoffs after being swept by them in the regular season, that we take care of business and knock them out. Right. I, I think I think you're right. I think you're right in this regard. I don't think you pull out all the stops to win this game. I don't think you show them looks that you haven't shown them in the past or or do anything out of out of the ordinary to try and beat them. They can beat you like you know, quote unquote, straight up, fine. But in the it, you save all your gadget stuff, the stuff that you think that you can beat them on for the playoffs. I agree with you on that. Especially if we beat Seattle. If we don't beat Seattle, then maybe you do need to win the. You know, I don't want to go ten and six this year. Ten and six scares me with our conference record. Yeah, I mean, you you want to be hot going in the playoffs. Definitely. Cuz even if you're a good team and you lose games, then you you learn how to lose. So you you know, you're not learning how to win. You need to learn how to win down the stretch. Oh, that Bengals game is played at 1 o'clock also. So the uh the Bengals record of being 1 and 7 on uh in primetime or was it 1 and 8 now? Some bad record in primetime games with Andy Dalton. Um they do have a really bad record and Marvin Lewis is even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um so that game is going to be played at one. It will not be flexed. That is a protected CBS game. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it'll be played at one. And then maybe with the four, but it's a one. I mean, it's a it's a CBS protected game. Okay, 
We follow that game up with a home game against the Denver Broncos. Um, who knows if Peyton Manning will be playing this game or Brock Osweiler. Uh, the reports out of Denver now are that uh, Peyton's in a walking boot, but they only expect him to be out a couple more games, and then they're going to play him. So, you know, this this game is a month from now. We could be seeing a healthy Peyton Manning. Um, the way he's been – and look, I, I love Peyton Manning. I think he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the game. But the way he's been throwing the football this year – I kind of, I kind of want him to try and play the Steelers because with the way our op- opportunistic defense is playing, um, I don't think it would go well for Peyton. I don't think it would either, and I like Peyton, so I'm kind of hoping he doesn't play because <laughs> I don't like seeing him play like that. It's rough, but I guess I wouldn't mind against the Steelers. Obviously, I wouldn't mind. I mean, he he actually. You know, he kind of picked us apart in his first game back from his neck injury a few season, seasons ago in like a season opener on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, as much as I liked him, I didn't like that game. No, oh, yeah, that, that was his first game as a Bronco. He... Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. And th- so we probably played the Broncos, and I, I could be wrong, but we probably played them back-to-back, losing to Tebow and then losing to... Yes, yeah, that is I correct. I mean, it wasn't, was it back-to-back season-to-season? Mm-hmm, season? Mm-hmm. That was a... Wow. Oh, yeah. No games in between. We lost to Tebow and Peyton. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. So what do you think? You want to play, you, do you want to play Peyton in, uh, in this game, or, or would you rather take this one out? Well, look, the history that you guys just, just recited um, is not, it's not on the Steelers' side. Peyton coming back from a long injury. Peyton hadn't played a football game, uh, a real football game, in over a year when he came back and just shredded the Steelers' defense like, you know, it was it was warm up. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that was Peyton or the Steelers' defense or what w- what that was all about. But if if he has any kind of return to football like that, um, you know, facing his mortality uh, after having faced down his mortality for a second time, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. I don't. Let somebody else deal with that. Uh, I mean, and and the, the, but but in my gut, I feel like no, nah, he can't do it. Yeah, but I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought he was going to be rusty. I did not expect what happened to the Steelers' defense when Peyton returned uh, from his, you know, that thing he had in his neck. Right. I did not expect any result to to, to resemble that actual result in any way. Yeah. So I just I don't want to I don't want to stare that you know that legend down again let him let him come back and do his and and prove himself again against somebody else's defense (laughs) (laughs) the thing the thing though about Peyton this year is okay so his stats in the games that he played this year and he played um he played nine games this year he's thrown nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions he was on pace for over 30 interceptions this year so nine and seventeen, but he did have the four in the one game that the last game. Right, that was an even half. if you throw even if you throw that out, he's nine and thirteen. Nine and thirteen, that is bad. Yeah, he 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 was having a rough start to this year. Yeah, I mean he's not having a good year. So he looks so well when he comes back. He's so what? What do you guys think of this talk that I've been hearing a lot? I'm sure you have too. So the the Broncos have the Patriots, the Nat Chargers. Than uh, Raiders and then at Steelers. Mm-hmm. So if Osweiler's playing well in the three games, 
or in any of these games. If he's playing well in the next two or three games and Peyton's healthy, everyone's asking, what do you do? Do you keep Osweiler in or do you let a healthy Peyton play? I would just keep playing Osweiler, right? I mean, I don't think you have a choice. Peyton was playing bad when he when he went out. But maybe it was because he was hurt. Man, now he's healthy. He gave him time to get healthy. He is Peyton Manning. Yeah, but he is... Ugh, I don't know if he's the same. It would be... they got to get that over with right away. they got to find out. As soon as Peyton's ready to play, they got to let him play because they got to get it over with in the regular season. Yeah. If he can't play, they can pull him and they can go back to Osweiler and minimal damage done. But you can't hold off on that and say, no, no, Osweiler's playing well, and then get in and lose in the playoffs. Osweiler can't take the playoff pressure, whatever, has a bad game in the playoffs. Then they're coming at you with the long knives because you didn't play Peyton. Or even Osweiler plays bad in, like, the last two games, and then it's questionable, well, now who should we start in the playoff game? Right. And then then you start a Peyton, and he's not ready, or you haven't even seen him. Right. You don't know. I, I, I like this. Okay, what about this theory? This, I mean, they can't do this now, but uh, Bill Simmons brought this up on his podcast, which is the Roger Clemens way of handling this. And I know that baseball is a very different sport, but uh, at the end of his career, Roger Clemens was brought in in, like, July, right? All deep into the season before he would ever start pitching. So then he only had to pitch, because his arm could only pitch for so many innings a season. And so rather than try to spread that out through an entire season. If you if you try to spread that out just over a uh, half a season, you can get much more play out of him. So uh, what about the theory of, uh, and especially if, if Peyton's going to come back next year, him not playing until, let's say, like week eight, right? You have whatever quarterback you have, and you just got to get him, you know, just hopefully you're going like four and four through those first eight games. And then, boom. You bring in Manning. You bring in basically the closer at the end of the year. I don't know. I think that's a lot of adjusting for a team to do from a quarterback to another quarterback midseason. But I could see – I could see – I thought you were going this way. Let Osweiler play like the next three games, and if Peyton's healthy, let him play the last three games. And they're probably going to make the playoffs with the wild card if they somehow choke the division. So – you know, at least you know what you get with Peyton, and if he's on fire for the last three games, then he's your guy in the playoffs. Right. Maybe you just let him play that last game against the Chargers. You know, you, you rest him the entire rest. You know, you give him another five weeks off, and you, you play him against the Chargers just to get him just to get him playing time, and then he has to play a playoff game. Yeah, but I'd need to see more. I'd need to see more. More than just one? Confident, yeah, to, to be confident that he really is ready to play a playoff game. More than mm-hmm. one. If he, especially if he's healthy prior to that. Yeah. All right. That's you just don't want him to get re-injured, right? It's the, it's the, it's, it's the, you know, he's Peyton Manning. I mean, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw him back out there, you know, in two weeks or three weeks, I mean, you're. So you are saving for the playoffs. Well, it's the only thing that matters, right? I mean, you, you're right. The Denver's in. You know, Denver has eight wins. They have the Chargers twice. They have the Raiders. Um, you know, they they have winnable games left without Manning. Right. And their defense is very, very good. Their defense is still. One of the best, if not the best, in football. So, all right, back to the Steelers. So the Steelers, after they play Denver, they will go to the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that Denver game is a four o'clock game, by the way. That is a four o'clock start that will not be flexed to oh, yeah. eight yeah. p.m. That is a protected national CBS national game. Yep, four twenty-five start. All right, 
Next, we play the Baltimore Ravens. This game is currently scheduled to be played on Sunday Night Football. Uh, it will be flexed. We this this game uh, will is played in Baltimore, but it will not be played on Sunday night, and it will not be played against Joe Flacco because he is out for the year. Very unfortunate. This was this was coming into it a big revenge game for the Steelers. Um, you know, obviously the with the uh, the the Ravens having beaten us earlier in the season. Uh, in in a uh, let's say dramatic fashion, <laughs> this was supposed to be our our uh, our revenge on that, getting getting uh, atoning for for the Scobies misses, and instead uh, we're going to play against Matt Schaub and a completely depleted Baltimore Raven team that has basically no one who played in the game earlier in the year uh, still playing. So it kind of sucks. This game kind of sucks. I, I didn't know their backup was Schwab. Schwab, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, did he play the end of the the game? Mm-mm, no, the, the Flacco played the last play, and then they kicked the field goal and won. Okay, that's right. So, no, so we have not seen Schwab in a Baltimore Raven uniform yet, but we will. We shall. Yeah, there is a t- and by the way, Baltimore's won two of their last three. They were they were on the upswing. So where does Baltimore lay or lie in the draft in drafting? Uh, they are what two, three, three and seven, and that's the lowest of anyone in the league. No one has less than three. Yeah, right? There's a couple of teams with two. Oh, there are two. That's right. Oh wow, look at that, Cleveland. Poor Cleveland and Tennessee. Oh my God, and San Diego. And San Diego. Can you believe San Diego only has two wins? Mm. Mm-hmm. And we beat them on the last play of the game. Sorry about that, San Diego. <laughs> Um, and then Detroit and San Francisco have three wins. So there's a good five, six. Detroit and San Francisco are going to win again. They're going to win again. Uh, Dallas is Dallas is three and seven. They're going to be win. They're not going to be three, yeah. three wins for much longer. Yeah, I mean Cleveland might not win again. Tennessee, ugh. yeah. So they're going to get a top five pick. I mean you're you're looking at Baltimore Ravens getting a top five pick. But the question is, you know, with with the way Flacco. You know, the talk is out there of like, do you have to take a quarterback? I mean, are you, do you, if you're Baltimore, can you wait on Flacco? You probably wait. I mean, he's probably peaked, but you probably wait. You know, it's going to suck because they're going to get the best wide receiver in the, in the draft. They're going to have the top five pick. They're going to get the best wide receiver in the draft. Who I don't even they, know who that is right now. But they picked the number one wide receiver last year or first round. They picked the first, yeah, Brashad Perryman, who never played. Yeah. So yeah. they already have him. So they're gonna have they're gonna have well and Steve Smith's probably gonna retire, so now they're gonna refresh their entire wide receiver core with you know two first round wide receivers. Not uh, ideal. Not ideal. We're not worried about that right now. No. Alright, so worry. our last game is what, at Cleveland? Uh yeah, at Cleveland. So Joe's right, our last three of our last four games are at our division opponents. Yes. Oh the NFL tried to screw us the schedule. They, oh they definitely listen. Goodell was not happy with something Rooney did because uh, this is a this is a extremely unfavorable schedule down the stretch. Yeah, somebody doesn't like uh, cigars or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you uh, you look at the way the schedule is is crafted, and it's you start the season against New England and Tom Brady, and you know, hey, uh, the screw you game, right? I mean, the NFL didn't didn't want Brady to play in that game, but. Uh, it was the possibility, 
And then, so that happens. And now the end of this schedule is just Murderer's Row. Should have been Murderer's Row. It ends up not being Murderer's Row, but it should have been. And three of, you're all three division opponents in four weeks on the road. Cool story, well, NFL. One thing that's funny about that is we, we want that Cincinnati game. Um, so that's good. And then the other two, you know, Cleveland and Baltimore. I mean, if the Steelers lose either of those games, even though they're on the road, you know, shame on the Steelers. They're not fit for postseason anyway then. And, uh, you know, just back to very good resting starters on the, um, on the, uh, the draft thing and the, you know, seating for the draft. You know, if Cleveland and Baltimore end up as crappy as they are, uh, and they end up, you know, getting two of the first five picks in the draft, uh, it, it, it's always been fun watching the division opponents get, you know, annual super high draft picks and, you know, promptly screw it up and squander their opportunities. They've been doing this for decades. Uh, you know, every once in a while they pop up and one of them, you know, makes a little run at it. The Ravens, I'll, I'll give you, the Ravens had the longest, most successful run of any division opponent in the Steeler, you know, of the Steelers, really in the Super Bowl era. Uh, and, the, and the you know, the rest of them, you know, ho-hum. Yeah. So, you know, from from Johnny Football to, um, you know, who, who else did they pick? Uh, Cleveland? Uh, oh, Cleveland's uh, had, I mean, Cleveland's had it just, they had Trent Ritt, they picked. Uh, they, they had Colt, they Colt had Carr, McCoy. they had yeah. so many different, so many different uh, players that are picked first overall, or first, you know, top five, top ten. Whedon, don't forget about Brandon Whedon. The Steelers in the last, Tim Couch is in there. The Steelers in the last decade, or maybe a little bit over a decade, have had one top ten draft pick, to my knowledge, and that person is still playing. His name is Ben Ralph. No, no, no. Am I wrong? Yeah. Who else? Who else? No, no, no. Ben was not a top ten pick. We haven't had a top ten pick. Oh, he was picked 11th. Yeah, he's picked 11th, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't pick top 10. So that's the highest. That was the, that was the result of our – and we had – we must have picked someone else for high like that the year before because didn't we have two 6 and 10 seasons in a row? Or no. Wrong about that? no. No. And the Browns okay. passed on Ben. Who did the Browns pick instead of Ben? Kellen Winslow. The soldier. Soldier. Wow. Yeah. Hey, a lot of teams passed on him. I mean, the, the Raiders passed on so many teams, yeah. It's so dumb. But it's just, it's interesting, yeah, Raiders. I mean, it's interesting watching teams that need quarterbacks or have needed a quarterback over the last five, ten years that passed on Ben. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, none of those, you know, all those teams were like, oh, no, we're, we're good. We're good on quarterback. And this is 2004. You know, if you look at if you look at all those teams, the Texans, the Falcons, the, the, uh, the Raiders, all these teams passed on Ben. Thinking that, oh no, we're good. We we've got we've got a quarterback in the future. They've all been revolving doors since two thousand four. Yeah. Hey, before we get into the Seahawks, um, Antonio Brown has a chance to break the single season record for yards. Hey, he's got to up his pace though. His pace is not he's not on pace, but he's he's close. He's close on. Pace. Oh, that's because Ben was out for four weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And but, then even uh, a number they, of receptions might... If they, if they bust it open again, uh, like they did last year, not like they did this year, because this year they hadn't done much since the Frisco game. But if they break it open, uh, you know, mid to late season like they did last year, I think that record's in play. Well, if you prorate his last two games over the next six games, he's going to break it. He's going to break it, yeah. I mean, look, if he keeps... Well, his last two games were nuts. Yeah, and that's with Ben. I mean, prior to that, Ben wasn't there. Right. Well, I mean, he was there for the 
Bengals game. Yeah, that, I don't count that as a bang game because Ben wasn't ready to play. Not that he wasn't ready to play. Yeah, he wasn't ready to play. It was that. Because he couldn't step into his throws. Right. So the most receptions in a season is, is uh, Marvin Harrison with 143. Antonio Brown's actually number two on the list with 129. He did that last year. This year, uh, AB has 79 catches through 10 games. So not on pace. No. Not on pace for receptions, but what about yards? How many yards does he have now? Uh, he has 1141, and what Calvin Johnson has 2,000 and what? No, I thought the record was 1,800 by, like, Jerry Rice. Calvin Johnson got 2,000? No, didn't he just, he broke it like a year, two years ago. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Hold on, i, I got to mute my mic because my keyboard's obnoxious. Hmm. The podcast is, is very peaceful when Tony's mic is... Yeah, well, you know, you want to hear this? <laughs> like I said, I was just saying, it's very peaceful when your mic is muted. That's oh, he didn't get to 2,000, that's right. He didn't. It's 1964. Oh, but he has it at 1964? Yeah, Calvin Johnson, 1964. Oh, I thought it was still in the 1800s, so. Uh, 1848 is Jerry Rice, but... Mm-mm. No? All right, so, maybe you can get it, but... He was, okay. By the way, he was 32 years old when he put that, when he did that. 1,848 yards at 32. Wow. Nuts. So, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown has 1,100 yards, 1,150, let's say. Eleven forty, um, not on pace, right? Ten games, eleven forty. Can I do math? No, not on pace. But yeah, it's because it's if you look at the the game logs, it's because of the Vic games. His, his worst okay, two games a, of the season. Interesting scenario in in math and statistics and apportionment, you know, and accounting and all that. Uh, take his pace, okay. Subtract the number of games played by four and the yards. Got uh, re- you know, that he got receiving in those four games, yeah. mm-hmm. and recheck the pace, yeah, and, and then it. apply those yards, apply those yards, apply that pace to the last six games. Add back the yards from those four games, the actual yards from those four games, and see where he's at. And then you might then then you'll then then you see a different. So, oh, he would definitely be on pace. Well, I mean that's the real pace, is it not? Unless there's going to be no Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, if you take the if you take the oh you say oh you got to add those back in though no no he's still not on he he can't catch it he's not going to no, catch it he I mean he's basically eight hundred yards away right right so that's that in six games that's about one hundred thirty yards a game right I mean that's you know that's hard I mean he could definitely get one hundred thirty yards here and there but to average that eh. his games with Ben are one thirty three one ninety five one oh eight two eighty four one thirty nine. So look, is he okay, average? So that average is, that, is yeah. yeah. I, does, I don't even have to. Does that again? <laughs> right. But well, yeah. Okay. I, I, he does that again. He's there. He's there. Right. Right. Look, he's nuts. He's crazy. He's he's uh, he's the best wide receiver in the league, um, in a league full of great receivers, and and they just keep popping up. Like we were just talking about DeAndre Hopkins. He's a great receiver. Julio but you Jones. Know what? Here's something you can't factor in: is that when teams play man to man, he gets open. I mean, uh, I think when they, you know, have someone over the top of him and stuff, I think it's harder for him to get open. And it's, you know, the Ben has to look somewhere else. I think the other thing people, the other thing, the other thing people forget about Antonio Brown is that he can do a front flip at full speed and land and land it. (laughs) It's nuts. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen on a football field. And it wasn't even a play. Um, Yeah. Okay, so back to Seattle. Um, I think we might lose this one. I think we might lose this one, and 
uh, you know, I know this is Seattle has not looked like the Seattle of old. They they're you know they are a very different team. They have a very bad offensive line. Um, Russell Wilson's under pressure. It seems like every single play, their defense gives up fourth quarter leads. Their defense gives up yards, and the defense gives up fourth quarter leads. What it seems like every single week. I watched the game last week um, with Lane Gabbert at quarterback for forty nine for the Forty Nine ers, and I I swear to you guys, I had this thought, and I had to shake myself off and go, "No, what are you thinking? I I, I think Lane Gabbert's pretty pretty decent. Lane Lane Gabbert looked like a pretty good quarterback." And I think that goes to show you how far they've fallen off. Because last year, when when this defense, this Seattle defense, played against quarterbacks like Blaine Gabbert in these last couple of games when they needed to to win, uh, they were killing them. But at the same time, it's Seattle. They do this. It's a, it's in Seattle. They this is when they start their run. They're five and five. They're back in the hunt. Uh, they you know they, there's there's blood in the water with the, with Atlanta falling off. And yeah, you know what. Hang on a second. Let's look at let's look at Seattle's wins. Yeah. Did we already look at that? I have not. They beat the Bears in in week three, twenty six to nothing. Yep. And the Bears they were bad at the beginning of the season. They beat the Lions, we know the Lions and they that was the thirteen to ten game with the bat out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Is that that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they could have lost if the call was if there was the right call on the field at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um they beat the Niners twice and yep. they beat the Cowboys without Romo. Right. I and mean, they have right. five wins. Right. Is that right? Five wins? And uh, none of them are impressive. No. I mean, if this is the BCS, they wouldn't be ranked. No, but you know what? Their losses. All right, this is going to sound – I know this. Look, you're gonna, you're both going to hate me for saying this. This is a BCS thing to say. Their losses are impressive. Yeah, they have impressive losses. Yeah, they're, they're, all their losses are to playoff teams. To the, yeah, to the, cr- the cream of the crop, and they're all within 10 points. Well, I mean, no, actually, they're all within a, a touchdown except for the Packers game. Well, if they lose the playoff teams, they should lose this week. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. We should, we should go there and win. But. Alright, so let's break it down. What are we worried about with them? We're worried about, I think we're worried about, I think we're worried about one thing. One thing only. I'm only worried about one thing in this game. The refs. <laughs> <laughs> the home for a makeup call. The refs. No, I'm worried about turnovers. Turnovers, that's it. This is how they kill you, is they, they, they uh, they get those big turnovers. They get defensive points. They get points in weird ways. Points you you shouldn't allow. And then they they they're like a snake, right? They attack. They get you, and then they just kind of choke you out from there. Um, I'm worried this might be like the Kansas City game where there's nothing impressive, but they just find ways to get down the field, get a touchdown, and we can't get anything going. Right, and then, and we're and we're turning the ball over. We're not getting turnovers. Yeah. That's how it happens. Okay, but what way? Okay. So I, I get the Steelers are going west, and that's not always good. That's my number one concern. Mm-hmm. None of my concerns revolve around what Seattle might be able to do to the Steelers. I, I just don't believe that Seattle can do anything to the Steelers. Um, their their playoff run last year was a mirage. Okay, oh, I said it. That's the right. Time. I forgot. Okay. And they they were they were a, they were a dead team walking, and then they had all these sorry ass doormats lined up for them. Okay, um, it, it was like a prize fighter. Okay, and he's he's going to go down, and everybody knows he's going to go down, and his manager keeps bringing him in chumps off the street so he can keep his winning streak going for a little while longer. 
That's what that was. Okay, and when they finally played a team, another team that wasn't worth a shit, uh, without their cheater, uh, their cheaters rule book uh, at their side, they had just gotten caught a few weeks earlier. So I'm not saying that the cheaters cheated in the Super Bowl per se uh, because they have been caught so recently. But uh, the cheaters were lucky enough to run into this prize fighter that had been protected all this time, with all playing all these chumps, and they, you know, there you go. And it came down to the last play and a. Maybe a late hit, maybe an early hit. Who knows? Um, but but uh, they they. I am not concerned. A long explanation about why I'm not concerned about this this yeah this the Seattle determining the outcome of this game whatsoever, other than their their logistical location. Okay, that they're. Three thousand miles away from Pittsburgh. Um, I love your. I, I, I I'm trying to diagnose where your where your Seattle hate comes from. Steeler fan, okay. The picture. No, no, no. But there's Seattle hate. This is this has been going on for two years now. I don't know where it comes from. His shirt when we were in Pittsburgh, okay. The guy with the cape, okay. Ah, that should be me. That's I'm the super Steeler fan, okay. No, this uh, is but this is different. This is hate. Joe, Joe doesn't like two things about Seattle. Number one. The you know Super Bowl forty and all of the uh, yeah the, all whiny, the whining the whining cry baby okay did all did everybody but, this is a, did everybody uh, in Seattle did they all go to uh, Missouri to, when they went to college are they all cry babies every last one of them the second thing Joe doesn't like is that the Seattle defense is touted as this great defense right that's why I, I get the jealousy I get the jealousy angle I do get that. I get I get the jealousy angle, but it's just it's been two years running now. Okay, so unless the Steelers go out there and you know uh, the the comparing it to the Kansas City game, or, I mean really and truly, guys, is Ben what did Ben Roethlisberger do to you guys that to, that you're gonna that you're gonna diss him this way? Okay, he's not Landry Jones in his first ever start. Yeah, but we're, you're not, you're discounting the he's Seattle ben defense. Roethlisberger. Been to the Super Bowl three times, won two of them. Okay, one came a, a, a countless come from behind wins, clutch throws. A uh, uh, guy that threw back to back six touchdown games last year. Uh, come on, the, the, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger must... is going to go to Seattle, and the offense is going to perform like it, like they did in Kansas City under the direction of Landry Jones. Come on, no, I agree. He's, I agree. In That's his not... first ever, not, and not even I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's just going to be like Landry Jones. First ever NFL star. I was thinking more of the defense, where the defense allows allowed Kansas City to just kind of move the ball and score. That's and because the offense plays. never could make a first down. That's a good Kansas point. City was give, it's like, okay, uh, here, uh, three outs. We'll go up to bat. Nah, you guys go ahead and bat again, and we'll give you another three outs. Come on. Yeah. I see. I Okay, my worry, my worry is not what Seattle's done this year, right? I mean, look, you can't worry about the Seattle that you've seen already. My worry is that this team, that the Seattle Seahawks have the ability, especially at the end of the years, for whatever reason, and they've done it for two years in a row now, to just flip a switch and go, oh, actually, no, we're still the best defense in football, and we're going to just dominate every team we play from here on out. Um, you know, people forget. People, people forget. Well, I mean, you can, but it's true. I mean, if you uh, want to, if you, if you want to, hold on. If you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, one second. If you want to, if you want to discount what they did to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, 
that's fine. If you want to discount what they did to Tom Brady in the playoffs because they didn't run the ball in the last play, that's also fine. But the fact remains that in both of those games, they threw a combined four interceptions. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady threw a combined four interceptions. That is my worry. And like I said, I don't want to – the Steelers cannot turn the ball over in this game. And against even against the best quarterbacks in the league, this defense finds a way. And you can't do that against Seattle, especially when they if they turn it on. Now, maybe they don't – the other side of the token is that this team has not looked like – the kind of team that Seattle has been for the past couple years. So um, I think that there's a chance that we just go out there and, like you guys said, we just blow them out because they're not they're not Seattle anymore. They're they're just the remnants of Seattle that the team has been depleted through free agency, um, and that you know the, the way that that team is constructed now is just not the same. They don't have that switch that they can just. That's what I'm hoping happens. My other the worry is though that it goes the other way. No, my my concern. The reason there'll be turnovers and all is because the Steelers play poorly when they go west sometimes, and that's that's what that's why there'll be turnovers, not because the Seattle defense is somehow you know outplaying the Steelers or this somehow this this unbelievable group of guys that in you know when when the when the calendar hits you know gets past November fifteenth every year they they you know they turn into into supermen. Um, no, that that's not that's not what's going to happen. The Steelers might be out of sync. They might, you know, Ben might be off. His throws might be off. The routes might be off. The 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 offense may be out of sync, and it may put the defense under undue pressure, like what happened in Kansas City. Um, but but because the Steelers are just, you know, they have jet lag or whatever their problem is when they go west, that may happen. But it will not be Seattle dictating the terms of the game. No chance. Yeah, I hope you're right. Hope you're right. The other thing I'm worried about in this game is Russell Wilson, obviously. Or the guy has the the he has the Ben Roethlisberger. He's like he's like the young Ben Roethlisberger who can just run around and make plays with his feet, even when protection breaks down. You know, this season this season that he's having reminds me a lot of early Ben when he didn't have an offensive line, and really just every play was it, it was like screw the actual play. I'm just gonna run around and hopefully one of you guys get open. And it, you know that offense is evolving a little more into to uh, what he likes to do. They've put up they put up thirty points the last two games. And he definitely has a knack for avoiding the sack. I mean, he he has very few negative plays. And Jimmy Graham is uh, learning how to, you know, he's he's getting more involved in the offense. So it seems. Yeah, and they got that new kid. That I don't understand this. I don't think the NFL should allow this. So I was very confused at the beginning of the year because. Um, they kept referring to this this guy Tyler Lockett, and I was like, "Well, don't they already have a guy named Lockett?" Oh, is they're not both named Tyler. One of them's named Ricardo. Oh, never mind. I was going to say you shouldn't allow two people on the same team with the same name. Same name. But they don't have the same name. There's Ricardo Lockett and Tyler Lockett. Okay. No, oh, never mind. Anyway, Tyler Lockett, he's a rookie and he's been really good for them. He's been uh, he, like his last two weeks, he's put up like a 300 yards. He's had Antonio Brown like weeks the last couple weeks. Him and uh, him and Wilson are gelling. Wow. No, that's the other thing is uh, they they break you down like that. Wilson has the ability to if you if you blitz him and you don't get there and he runs around, he he loves to float that deep ball. I mean, this is a this is a vertical offense, man. They love to go deep. Well, Mike Mitchell may be a factor then. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely been playing better and better as the season goes on. Oh, I expect this. I expect our defense to get turnovers. They have to. They have to. 
Yeah. The way the way that that offensive line on Seattle breaks down so easily, we should be bringing the blitz. We should be bringing exotic blitzes. We should make Russell Wilson try to run around, and we should be making plays out there. We should do to Seattle what they what they try to do to other teams. We just need to out Seattle, Seattle in this game. And Marshall Lynch is not playing, but they have a running back. That's Man, they got that kid Rawls. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, they just oops. Oh, did we find the next uh, beast mode? A, a mini Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah. So I was surprised to see Seattle's defense. I mean, if you go by the yards, I mean the yards yards against stats, they are what they are. So they're they're ranked second in the league in yards against in defense, and um, the Steelers are sixth on offense. So you got the number six offense going against the number two defense. Wait, Seattle's number two? Yeah. 303 yards per game. I'm surprised to see that. Really? And then and then the other way, you know, our defense yards against is not very good. We're 23rd in the league, and Seattle's offense, surprisingly, is 10th. I'm surprised that they're 10th. We're in the, you well, because they, they, yeah, well, because they bagel bombs away. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're, they're like a Bruce Arian style. Oh, yeah, you want to see bombs. They're going to throw a lot of deep balls in this game. They go bombs away on offense. And they have success? And they have success. Yeah. Their, their real problem this year has been that they can't consistently get first downs that way, you know? Third and, if you're a bombs away offense, third and four is not ideal, right? You need four yards. That plays in your, in your thing to get 30, not four. Um, that's been a problem for them. And they can't, you know, they haven't run the ball with consistency because Lynch has either been hurt or the offensive line is bad. Um, look, the only, my only worry going into this game is that, is that we're, everything we're talking about Seattle right now is like as far as what they've been, my worry is that we're throwing that out the window. We're playing a different team. We're playing the other Seahawks. You know, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah. I don't know if we're really going to see that team again. I, I hope not. I hope not. I hope we, and if we do, maybe they can wait. Just give us one week. They can go beat up on Minnesota next week. This week, let us just get our win. Because, look, 7-4, seven 7-4 and, four, seven and four now, and you look at the way the rest of the NFL is playing out, the, we got some loser-leave-home game this or loser-leave-town games this coming up this week. I believe... Uh, um, Miami plays the the Jets. Loser leaves loser leaves town. See ya. Racing from the playoff. Um, I think there's one more, right? Yeah, Dolphins, Jets. I guess not. If we beat Seattle, that means we sweep the NFC West, which is kind of rare to do to sweep in another division. That'll be. Oh, I'm sorry. Bills Chiefs is also the other the other loser leaves town match. Sorry. Yeah, we would sweep. We would sweep the entire NFC West. I know. And when you can you believe that? If you would have, if you could go back in time and tell yourself last year, right, that oh, you know, next year you guys are going to sweep the West, you would have thought, what? No way. There's no way we're sweeping the West next year. Or damn, we're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. Or do we go? Do we? Do we go undefeated? Um. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it, you know. It's and to be honest, it's the worst thing you can do in the NFL. Yeah. Is to sweep the other conference. Is to sweep the, your division from the other conference. It's it the helps worst you, thing for tiebreakers. It helps you none in tiebreakers. Yeah. yeah. So, what are we ready for? Score predictions. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do we it. I'm to do it a couple weeks ago against the Browns. I know we blew them out too. So I think we all picked thirty to nine. I think yeah. I think it was. It didn't get. I didn't. I cut it out of the podcast. But it, yeah, it was thirty to nine. Yeah, it just didn't get in there. Uh, we all predicted thirty to nine. All right, I'm predicting a loss. I'm gonna predict a loss. Look. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and this is this this is not a knock really on the Steelers, 
Um, I'm not saying that we're not ready for an opponent like this or that, you know, we're playing down to an opponent. I think this just, this is a bad scenario to go into. Seattle has this knack. Someone's, it's almost like, it's, I, I feel a lot about this game how I did about the New England game, the first game of the season, which is that, you know, unfortunately someone's gotta be the whipping boy that's gonna get beat up by Brady week one and the NFL picked us. Um, I worry that, you know, Seattle's sitting at 5-5 five and five, with the Falcons having lost last week at 6-4. and four. If Seattle is going to make another run, it makes sense that this would be the week that it started, and it sucks that we're that opponent away, uh, you know, across from them. But um, I do. I think that this – I think that Seattle turns it back on this week. I think we lose – I think, you know, the scoreboard's going to look a lot worse than the game probably actually is, but I think we lose something like 33-17. to 17. Would be yeah. – Fortunately. Are, are you wearing uh, a Seattle jersey right now? I'm not. I'm actually wearing uh, Bama gear. I'm oh, decked out in Bama gear right Bama now. Bama gear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Roll Tide. 33-17. I don't like that score. Joe, what do you got? No, I, I think uh, the Steelers are going to go west, and they're going to strike gold. Um <laughs> I think the Steelers will the Steelers will do will do well out there. They the Steelers have overcome, uh, you know, like you guys talked about earlier in the, in this podcast. They're, you know, they're, they've overcome so much adversity all year. Um, so you know, barring some other, you know, top tier injury that's just you know, a game all game plan altering injury uh, to the Steelers, offensively or defensively. Um, aside from that, the Steelers win this game. They win this game uh, handily. Uh, I, I don't think Seattle Seattle's offense is a threat to the Steelers' defense, um, and I don't think that their defense can contain the Steelers' offense uh, if if they if they bring their offense out there. Uh, so I'm going to assume that they do. I'm going to say this is going to be Ben's first six touchdown game in of 2015 campaign. And uh, I'm going to say Steelers put up 45 uh, to uh, we'll we'll give uh, we'll give these guys 20 25 45 25 wow Steelers I like it in a uh, in a in a big win going west showing showing their stuff again that's a big score and you know what that kind of what I'm going to say uh, will back your score is that the Steelers are sixth in offense. And and I said that I'm a little worried about the, the Seattle defense because they are number two in defense, which is kind of surprising. But the Steelers are sixth in offense, 384 yards per game, noting that that's without Ben for four games. I mean, just imagine what they would be averaging with Ben in those four games, and now they have him. So I think that their offense is going to – prevail over the Seattle defense and we're going to get a lead which is going to make it easier for our defense to play you know with a lead uh, but I still think it's going to end up close so I got it 27-20 Pittsburgh wait what was your score I'm sorry I missed it uh 27-20 27-20 okay see that's yeah okay I mean I think Joe's score to be honest Mike and not to diss your prediction but I'm going to diss your prediction I think if the Steelers win, I think it's more likely that it's Joe's Joe's prediction. I think we just crush them. I think I think if if the things that are wrong with Seattle are the things that we think are wrong, which is that that defense has fallen off, that it's not the same defense that it was, that um, 
you know, that they're they're much more susceptible to good offenses. Um, I, I think it's, yeah, I think 45 to 25. I don't even know if they get to 25. I mean, honestly, Russell Wilson running around, I don't know. How does he get to that? I wish we had a podcast historian that could go back and count the number of times that Tony tries to have it both ways. Yeah. I don't have, I'm just, I, I, I'm showing, I want to tell people, uh, the, there's so on like. On the one the, hand, I could see the Steelers losing, right. but on if, the other hand, I could see the Steelers Well, it's, it's, it's more of a, if they win, this is what it's going to look like. If they lose, <laughs> this is what it's going to look like. So when the Steelers win a close one this weekend, I'll be sure to bring it up. Right, exactly. If they, if they win a close one, that I did not predict. I did not, that's the <laughs> prediction I didn't have. Didn't have. I also didn't have Seattle winning, winning close. But could you, could you see a close, a close Steeler win? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> They're not. No. That's what I'm saying. Committing to that. Yeah. Committing to it will not be. It will not be close. If we close. win, it ain't gonna be close unless something weird happens. Uh, see, here we go. You, you I hate really you. Made me do that. Walls. No, you baited me into that one. See, that's not baited me into that one. Yes, it could be close if something weird were to happen and like someone got hurt or something. Andrew had to come in and we like tough one out. No, okay. Well, barring, I mean, I made that. I said that too. I said barring any, you know, game plan changing in injuries. <laughs> yes. This is what I think. You know, I mean, come on, because you can't—you can't know that. How are you going to know that? I gave you one scenario. <laughs> wow. Okay. So your, okay. Your score is twenty-seven twenty Steelers, no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> Great. No, it's not no matter what. It's—it's it's because of uh, what's going to happen. Can you predict William Gay gets a pick six in this game? You want me to predict the pick six? Yeah, because you haven't all year, and we haven't had a pick six all year, and I feel like maybe it's the reverse jinx. Like you, okay? So, oh, Tone, you did it. You just jinxed the Seahawks. We are you jinxed them. We haven't had a pick six all year. We are so overdue. Oh, we have had one. That's not true. Antoine Blake had one. I'm an God, idiot. you blew it. That's right. I did. I'm an idiot. You did you blew it? You tried to give it. You took it away. I mean, I if yeah, he hasn't had one. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a pick six because then I'd see a bigger score. Oh, that's true. What if it's twenty to twenty? They're driving, two minutes to go. Boom, pick six. And and they're at the one, and they have like you know whatever. Oh god! And they don't run the ball. They 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 try yeah. to throw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, I got no room for a pick six in my score because I got Ben with six touchdowns. Oh, that's true. You do. Are they all? Are they all two point conversions, or is there a field goal in there too? How do you get the forty five? Is there like a weird mix? Forty five. It has to be. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's a field goal. No, that's seven touchdowns in a field goal. Yeah, but we go for two a lot. Yeah, but we go for two. Yeah, so really make one. Maybe I want to amend that. No, you know what it is. You know what it is, Joe. It's it's uh, six touchdowns, uh, two two point conversions, and a safety. Boom, forty five. There you go. No field goal. However, we get to forty five. No, it's only one. One. You would only have one. I'd see to forty three. Yeah, one two point conversion. And then a safety. Boom. 45. All right. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website, SteelerCountryPodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash SteelerCountryPodcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. You'll be notified in both of those places if you want to listen to this podcast live. We do it every Tuesday night. At 8 o'clock, although once again, we're not doing it on a Tuesday night, it's actually Wednesday night, but it is 8 o'clock, so you know, got that going for us, which is nice. You can, uh, find these, the restreams on Twitch or YouTube, and you can find, um, you can subscribe to us on there, on YouTube, and you will also get notified when we do this thing live. We will see you next week.